What's up, y'all? Welcome to episode two of the Crunch Time NBA podcast. Today we're talking about the Memphis Grizzlies and their 800 injuries and counting. The Lakers and the Knicks, Chicago's playoff future, Golden State breaking records by the second. And Steph Curry just just doing Steph Curry things. You guys are listening to Summit Jody and Robin Chowdhury, and this is Crunch Time. Let's go. Rest in peace to the Grizzlies. The injuries have been stacking up. They could probably start a hospital with all the injuries they got going on right now. <laughs> You're listening to Summit and Childs. What up, Childs guy? Hey, man. How was it going? It's chilling. Have you seen these Grizz injuries? Have oh, you seen yeah. It's not good. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a list? Yep, I got a list. So, there's about one, two, three, four, five, six, seven injured players on the Memphis So, Grizzlies. like half the roster, basically. <laughs> so, okay. Mike Conley, Achilles tendonitis. I think they just figured that out. He's out for three to four weeks. Fantastic. Vince Carter, calf injury. Zach Randolph, sore knee. I, I never understand the sore knee. Like, I don't understand that excuse. Man, I have Zach Randolph on my fantasy team, and every day I check for an update, and it says sore knee, and I just want to strangle the but bastard. aren't all NBA players sore? I don't understand. Man, what kind of excuse is that? I, I want to. I see that, and I just want to like punch him, but then if I punch him, he's going to be injured out for longer, and it's going to yeah, hurt my fantasy team him. even more. Okay. And I'm just... Uh, okay, yeah, moving on. I don't want to talk about Zach Randolph. Okay, just, Marcus Gasol, fractured yep. foot. And he, we already know that he's out for the rest. No, is he out for the rest of the season? Yeah, he's out for the rest of the season. Hopefully right. he'll, yeah. So, and then I think after Marcus Gasol, they w- went out, they signed Brandon Wright or they got him onto their team. And then he's gone too. He has some sort of knee issue. So he's gone. And then when Miami t- uh, sent Birdman to yeah. Grizzlies, now Birdman or Heat. Did you hear about his new nickname? <laughs> Grizzilla. The Grizzilla. Yeah. <laughs> he's out too <laughs> with the shoulder injury. So that's six. And something that just happened today, someone that I just picked up. <laughs> our boy. Fancy, our Lance boy. Stevenson, out with a wrist injury. That's a make him dance. We're dance. in playoffs right now in fantasies, man. And can't even explain. Lance Stevenson out with a wrist injury the day after I pick him up. And, yeah, uh, Lance, was, Lance was killing it. And that could only last for so long. I mean, with all the falls and the slips and the retarded moves Lance does, he's bound to get injured. <laughs> That's but, so true. But like speedy recovery to Lance because you know, NBA is a lot more fun when Lance is playing. Does Shaq ever make like Shaqting of Fools on Lance Stevenson? I haven't ever seen a Lance Stevenson Shaqting a Fool. There could just be like a, a set, like a like a single Shaqting a Fool episode just on Lance. Exactly. The the guys, what's, okay, what's your favorite? What's your favorite Lance Stevenson moment? I know exactly what mine is. I think mine's blowing in it on the bronze. <laughs> <laughs> just because it was so subtle, That's but exactly. it just got everywhere. Remember when they uh, there was that video of them like singing when he's like blowing in LeBron's in the bronze? Oh, yeah. There's like oh, <laughs> oh man. Yeah, if you guys haven't seen that meme or that little vine, go check it out. Lance Stevenson, LeBron James, yeah, uh, Indiana versus Miami playoffs. That was like two years back. Two years this meme back, that, that was like the biggest video like on online about. Yeah, this vine was all over the place. It was hilarious. Yeah, but yeah, no, seriously, Grizzlies. They're uh, thirty nine. They're right thirty nine and twenty seven right now. Thirty nine and twenty seven. Yeah. That makes them what the fifth seed, right? They're fifth in the. I'm so surprised. Like I don't even know how they're still fifth in the West. You know what this means. Mm. Once if if they stay um, at number five come playoff time, that means the Clips are going to verse them in the playoffs. Either the, okay, either the Clips or the Thunder if Cylinder somehow drops off and the Clips take the third seed. That's true, and the Thunder are specialists at disappointing their fans, so yeah. anything's possible. With no, Thunder. but I I honestly think the Grizz will get destroyed by either one of them. Oh yeah, no, they 100 percent will. That's what yeah. I'm saying is like the Clippers will have for the first time ever an easy run 
throughout yeah. the first round, oh, round like, of the playoffs. Not like San Antonio last. Yeah, true. Oh, yeah, exactly. That, that series was crazy for like a first round series. I enjoyed that series almost more than the Cav- yeah. uh, Cavs State series. Yeah, exactly. The Chris Paul, that crazy impossible shot off the backboard. Yeah, I know. Oh, man. And just for an update, uh, you guys will probably see, uh, know this by the time you hear this pod, but... Grizz also got killed by Houston today, like 130 to 81 something, something retarded. Dude, they were in the fourth quarter, like they were down 52 at one point. Jesus Christ! Like I, because I, uh, I knew we were going to talk about Memphis, so I go to the I go to the NBA.com and I look at the score. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I wonder how they're doing because they're managing pretty well with all these players out. And you look at the score, down 52. I actually had to add it up, and I was like, holy cow. It's crazy. Yeah. I don't know. Like, hopefully Zach Randolph will come back and like get this team back on track. But He's... props to the Grizz for like you know sticking with it and you know yes yeah, going out there and competing. Mad props, yeah. Like without Conley and Zebo and Gasol, look, they lost their big three. Like I don't even know how they're even winning right now. Let's talk about yesterday's Lakers and Knicks game. Did you watch it? I did. Except for the fourth quarter, because I was like, oh, this game's boring. Let that me was leave. the best but part. Then, of course, all the action happened in the fourth quarter. Okay. So I, that, was, that was probably the worst game in, in the whole season <laughs> up until that. It was that, so like, painful to watch. I don't know how you watched the whole game. It was so painful. I think I watch every Knicks game, even like all the way to the last second. <laughs> so that's probably Man, why. I love watching the Lakers, but yesterday was just so painful. Oh. Like they're, they're a fun team to watch. They suck, but they're a fun team to watch. And my boy D'Lo was like just horrible yesterday but that's okay he'll bounce back i don't know yeah, if there was i don't know if there was, was too just... much defense in that game or like just no offense <laughs> no, at all not too much defense it's lakers and knicks there's never too much was, defense they all honestly look like watching the two worst nba teams playing each other like that's how bad it was it was just it was so slow paced everyone was missing nobody looked like they had any energy whatsoever like i don't even know what the hell that was I know, and also just seeing the Knicks and the Lakers in the position that they are uh, yeah. in right now, it's just sad because they're, they're such like monumental yeah, organizations big team, in the right? NBA. Yeah, they got to pick it up. I mean, they will in the future season. Yeah, it was the worst game, but that last those last five minutes were like one of the one of the better five minutes of any game in this season. I don't get why you didn't watch it. I was texting you. And I was like, yo. I know. I, know. I was playing NBA 2K. <laughs> well, if you read my text in the beginning, you would just be like, oh, whatever. Because I was just complaining. I was like screaming. I was like, Knicks are going to lose to the Lakers. <laughs> but I hear that from you almost every day. So it's yeah. okay. Yeah, they were basically, they were up the entire game. Even though it was such a horrible game. Like, they were up the whole game. And I still feel like the Knicks were playing the worst they've ever played this whole season. <laughs> and that's saying a lot. It's the Knicks. Yeah. So basically what happened, like, last five minutes, some, like, out of the blue, Lou Williams. Lou Williams comes back, what, after missing, like, six games? Comes yeah. out of nowhere, hits, like, two, like, I think he hit, like, three, three threes and then a two. to Gave, gave the Lakers a one-point lead, right? And Melo didn't play at all. I'm not Melo, what am I saying? Kobe didn't play in the third quarter or the fourth quarter at all. I thought he wasn't even going to come back, right? The second yep. the Lakers took the lead, they just put Kobe in the game. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, no. And then <clears throat> he comes in and I like you he know some you big can... shots, right? Pardon? He had some big shots, right? Yeah, you you know you can never underestimate him no matter how old he is, no matter where he is at his at his career. Oh, like Yeah. He's one of the greats for sure. Yeah, so the second he got the ball and it, Mel wasn't even on him, it was Aaron Aflalo was on him. And I was like, Oh boy, it's not gonna be good. He hits a shot, fade away. Was it turnaround fade? 
Yeah, it was a turnaround fade on the baseline. That's it was my, dirty. That is my favorite shot in basketball, the turnaround yeah. fadeaway. So that, that gives him a two-point lead. Melo comes back on the other side, hits a three, like deep three. It was nothing but net. And yeah. then they go back to the other side. They feed Kobe in the exact same spot. Hits another shot, another fadeaway. So it gives them a one-point lead. Oh, I think that yeah. something someone got fouled in between or something. So after Kobe hit that shot, they were up two, right? And yeah. then Melo has a big guy on him. I think it was Julius Randle. And he just sized him up, hit the J, like the typical Carmelo Anthony jab step fadeaway shot. Oh, yeah, of course. I swear, it's something about Kobe, like, brings out the best in Melo. I haven't seen him, like, that clutch in a pretty long time. Yeah, everybody always makes fun of the Knicks, including me. I know you're a huge <laughs> supporter, but, like, you know, sometimes reality hurts. But yeah, no. But that seriously, was clutch. Mel's been, Mel's been, yeah, Melo's been playing, like, the best team ball of his is, career yeah. I, think, I think it's good stuff but yeah anyways so then Kobe did you hear by the way did, did you hear um what happened with mellow at the end like the conversation that they had yeah i watched his post game with, with, with like with uh, jose calderon like hitting the game winner did you hear what mellow said well what did he say <laughs> so after jose hit the game winner mellow um apparently said that he wanted the game winner and that that's the way he would have liked things to end between him and Kobe. You like only in the Knicks organization. That's what I heard. I don't know. I read it online. No, somewhere. no, no. I watched true, the interview. That's he what I like, heard. No, I watched the interview. He was happy. He was like, no, I'm happy Jose hit that shot. He said that he liked competing with Kobe and he liked he liked that the game ended up being a close game because like he liked how that would how that would go, how that would end with him and his oh, and Kobe okay, in his okay. last game. Yeah, but the fans were so mad at Jose for not celebrating after the after the win. This, I was gonna say this. The funniest thing about this week probably is that the other day when OKC played the Timberwolves, Ricky Rubio hits that game-winning three. Spanish guy. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Today, another Spanish guy, game-winning <laughs> three, or yesterday, and they both had the exact same reaction. Just walk away like nothing happened. Straight walk away, no like no reaction. <laughs> I I don't know about Rubio, but I know Calderon did it because like he knows every single Knicks fan hates him so much. <laughs> so he's just like fuck all you. Only the Knicks man, only the Knicks fans can like be upset when the Knicks lose. Only the Knicks organization could win, but then also still lose at the yeah. same time. It's like, remember, remember, I was texting you like during the game, like in the in the first half, and I was just talking mad shit about Jose Calderon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And then, and then he goes and really... saves your team. Yeah. Did you see like Kobe and Melo hugging how emotional it was after the that game? That was awesome. That was, was awesome. It was so good to see that, man. Did you know that it was like 66 game-winning shots in between, just between those two people? In between the two of them. I saw that stat. That's ridiculous. Yeah, that's just crazy. Two of the greats for sure. Yeah, it was good to see that. Melo talked about it after and they're like, they were asking him like what they think Kobe will do after, like after he retires and stuff like that. And Melo was like, yeah. I don't know, but it's going to be something competitive for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, know if Kobe could be like a like an NBA like a TNT guy like with Shaq and Kenny and It'd Charles. Be and all so that. funny if he was though. He'd be, be like hilarious. I feel like if if he went if he joined the TNT crew, he'd he'd be like such like the serious one out of all of them. And like <laughs> yeah. every time Shaq and Barkley go at each other, he'd just like be sitting there just nodding his head. He'd be like rolling his eyes yeah. just on the corner. Oh, actually, one more thing about the Lakers. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you heard about this. So. uh D'Angelo Russell and Jordan Clarkson. Yeah. Um, they want the world to call them the Swag Bros. What? Let me say that again just for extra effect. <laughs> <laughs> what? They want them to call them the Swag Bros. Why? The Swag Man, Bros? I don't even I don't know. I don't know what to say. Oh, I don't know what I think about that. 
to D'Lo and to, to Clarkson, keep playing well. Keep doing your thing. You know, as long as that's going strong, call yourself whatever the hell you want. Yeah. Nobody cares. It's all good. I don't really like the Splash Brothers. That's sick. I don't know about the Swag Brothers. So uh, from the Lakers and the Knicks to a team that's doing a little bit better. Not a lot, but like a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chicago and, you know, their condition right now in the, in the playoffs. They're kind of screwed at the moment. Yeah. I just got hurt. Jimmy, I think came back today or he's supposed to come back this week he just came back today so, I mean, he's come back today they, okay yeah. They wanted it too. yeah i saw that yeah so i mean they're what i think the number nine seed right now so they're 33 and 32 yeah pistons are uh, ahead detroit. of them by half a game so they got one more win yeah detroit's in the playoffs now yeah. i don't know what do you think about that i don't know because right when jimmy butler came back today Paul gasol's out at least two games i don't know why but yeah but um, I don't think I don't think that the Chicago Bulls have to worry too much. Here's what I'm saying. What do you think? Do you think Chicago should risk? You know, Butler's coming back from an injury, right? And yeah. Powell will be back in about a week or so. Do you think um, Chicago should risk? You know, competing this year in the playoffs and going for an eight seed or or a seven seed with the risk of you know Jimmy getting hurt further or Powell getting hurt further? You know, only to be kicked out in the first round by by Cleveland. Or do you think that it should, it, you know, it's better for the organization for them to just maybe chill this year and then go compete next year with a strong team as no, well, man. a healthy what, team? How year. much stronger can Chicago get? Okay, if you if you talk about health wise, then maybe. But like strong, yeah. like strength wise, their team is solid, man. They actually have a good contending team. It is. I mean, the roster's been solid all all year, yeah. but I mean, look at the record, right? Yeah. I mean, the roster's one thing, but if you can't play together, then that's that's separate. Butler was, like, the only thing. Keep, like, the second he went out, they went and lost, like, a ton of games. I think if they can get to the seventh seed, I don't think it's that far. Who's in seventh right now? But, yeah, they'd probably play Toronto, but I want... Right I now, want... seventh seed, seven seed Pacers are in seventh right now. Yeah. See, I wouldn't want Toronto to get knocked out in the first round again, but if it comes to it, Chicago might be able to do that because they just beat Toronto today, and they beat them the last time they played Toronto as well. Man, as... I don't know. As we're both Canadians, and yeah. seeing Toronto get knocked out <laughs> for the first round again, that would just be that would be too much for the the city and like the country to handle. I don't know. Yeah, but do you think they'll keep that? They'll they'll stay in the top eight, or do you think they'll get knocked out? Because Washington is right behind them. I think they're about two games behind, and people might not be noticing it, but li- the Bucks are literally creeping into the playoff to the eighth spot. Yeah, the Bucks are looking good right now. Yeah, like, Giannis Giannis Antetokounmpo. He's Hold just. That. He's killing it right now. What do you have yesterday? 28, 13, 11, two blocks, three steals. Disgusting dunk. (laughs) Not dunk. Did you see that? The fake fake pass and the dunk? Yeah. The fast break? Did you see that? Oh, that's beautiful. Oh, man. This guy, he's at the free throw line and he takes a Euro step and dunks it. It's not even a Euro step layup. It's a Euro step dunk. I don't even know. It's crazy. He's so, he's just a freak of name. Yeah. It's amazing, but yeah, yeah, no, I don't know. I don't know if um, it's in Chicago's best interests for them to, you know, stay in the playoff race. But it is Chicago, like, because I don't know personally. I don't think they can make it that far. But I... at the same time, it, it is Chicago, so the fans can't. They're kind of you know expect playoffs, yeah. so they might just do it just for the sake of that. That's what do you think? What I feel bad about, like, I feel bad for Chicago because the one I don't even know if it's team. The one guy that's always in Chicago's way is LeBron James. Like, he's the reason why they can never get far in the playoffs. It's always LeBron that knocks them out. Yeah, but that's not going to be any different this year. I know. So, unless, like, they what, they didn't even make that big of a change. The only thing they did was getting Paul Gasol. Huge change. What are you talking about? Well, 
do you think that change made them a championship contending team? No, I don't think so. Like, that's what I mean. I don't I know. Think it made them closer for sure, but I don't think they can, you know, be a championship What do you think team. they need, though? Like, they, we know their defense is their identity, although it hasn't been that great this season. But it used to be their identity. Yeah. I don't know. Tom Thibodeau was a sick coach, though. I hope he coaches the Knicks. I hope so. I hope Tom. I hope Tom Thibodeau goes, gets a gets a job in the NBA again soon. Yeah, he's a pretty he's sweet solid. coach. Yeah. What do you think about Jimmy Butler, though? Do you like what? How good of a player do you think he is? Jimmy Butler. I think he's definitely. I want to say uh, one of the top five two-way players in the league for sure. Yeah, I was gonna say I think he's the second best two-way player, right behind Kawhi Leonard. I would I would say Kawhi. I don't know because LeBron's up there too. Kawhi yeah. and LeBron are both up there. Um, Clay Thompson's pretty good too, but I'm gonna put I think I'm gonna put Jimmy at three behind uh, Kawhi and LeBron. Really? If it was like a one-on-one situation, and who, like who would you be the most scared of? Like if they were guarding you, like uh, LeBron James or Jimmy Butler? LeBron James. Really? I don't know, man. Imagine seeing LeBron James in real life and oh, yeah. seeing him in front of you. <laughs> I'm saying if you have the mentality of an NBA player, not like just regular guys. Like, if I saw LeBron James, I'd be like, oh, God. you chase me down and block me. Yeah, you would just give him the ball. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, here, just take it, LeBron. I'm not even going to try. Oh. Let me just save you the next, like, 30 seconds. Just take it from me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. No, I think... He's got huge potential, and uh, I think Chicago's future goes wherever Jimmy Jimmy Butler's future goes. Yeah, for sure. I don't know about D Rose. Like, he's his numbers ever since like January started have been really solid. But they've been not, good. Yeah, he's not nearly as explosive as he was before. I don't think he's ever going to be as explosive as he was before. So I think fans and like the NBA communities just kind of got to get like used to that. That you know, Rose is going to be a different player from here on out. Yeah. Still, I mean, even through the injuries and like the lower the the lower numbers and like the kind of different style of play that he's been um, doing lately, I think he's still like being intense, and, like going to the basket and stuff like that. But I think like props to him for staying with it because going through all that like rehab and those surgeries and the treatments and all that stuff, yeah. and then coming back to perform the way he's performed on the court, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, right now is the time for the BOP, the BOP, the breakout the player of the week. Breakout player of the week. What did we say That's last awesome. week? Last week I said Lillard, and what did you say? <laughs> I said D'Angelo Russell. Oh, you said D'Angelo. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right. Do right. you want to do the same thing as last time and see if we're in sync? Let's do it. Three, two. Wait, 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 one. wait, 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 wait. Kemba Walker. Wait. Wow, you already said it. Kemba Walker. <laughs> I wasn't gonna say. I didn't even think of Kemba Walker. I was gonna say Giannis Antetokounmpo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Giannis is up there too. Yeah. It was tied between the two of them for me. Yeah. Are you ready for this? Do you want to hear Kemba's stats for the week? For the week? So Kemba, this week, for the week. So the Crunch Time Pods, Bop, breakout player of the week has been Kemba Walker, for me anyway. In the past week, he's averaged 27.8 points per game, threes, five rebounds, seven assists, one steal on 53% shooting from the field and 80% from the free throw. And the Hornets are 4-0 this week too. Hornets. Yeah, the Hornets are on a seven-game win, uh, win streak right now. They just lost actually tonight to Dallas, but before that, they had won seven games in a row. Yeah, that was solid. He was carrying their team. Yeah, he's a stud, man. He's been playing lights out lately. Did you see the shoot he did? Yeah, I saw the shimmy. <laughs> Every time someone does a shimmy, it's so entertaining. I know. Who's your bop of the week? I said Giannis Antepu. But I don't have any stats, but I know this guy's gotten like 
what, like three or four triple doubles this week. Well, like, if you break out player meeting, like, stats-wise, I think Milwaukee's been winning a decent amount of games. And on top of that, all of his highlight plays are just ridiculous. But yeah, anyways, whoever's listening, um, make sure to comment or tweet us or whatever and tell us what you think the BOP or the BOP of the week is. We'd like to know. It'd be cool to see what everyone else thinks who, who broke out this week. Yeah, tweet us at, at podcrunchtime. Um, it's P-O-D and then crunch time. Yeah, for sure. We want to hear what you guys think. You know what I think, Chuds? What? I think Kristaps Porzingis has a bright future. Oh, yeah. Me too. Right? You think so? Oh, man. I love Kristaps Porzingis. I'm not even going to lie. He's the best. Is he your favorite Nick right now? As a Knicks fan, can you yes. say KP is your favorite Knicks? You choose KP over Melo? Well, I think he'll do way more for this team than Melo has ever done. So, probably, yeah. Yeah, that's a big statement. It's true, though. Okay. You know. Yeah, do, you think do, so? Do you think that he will be as big as Dirk Nowitzki? is right now or do you think he has the potential to be that big i think he's got the skill set hells yeah he does i think he's got the he's got like a similar stature like the 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 build the height yeah uh you know he's got the he's got the shot here let me break this down for you let me break this i know everything about about (laughs) okay all right ladies ladies and gentlemen our christoph's porzingis specialist is in the house let's talk about dirk nowitzki in dirk nowitzki's first year okay do you know what he averaged? I do not. Okay. He averaged 8 points, 3 rebounds, 0.6 steals and blocks. And from 3-point range, he was 20%. He had a horrific rookie year. Jesus. Yeah. They, they asked Dirk Nowitz, when they asked him about Kristaps when they played Dallas this year, he was yeah. like, this guy's like the, what did he say? The sky's the limit for him, and he's like comparing Kristaps' first season to his own first season. And just so you know, Kristaps is averaging. Okay, let's not um, forget about Carl Anthony Towns as a rookie and what he's averaging. But if you, yeah, Pat is winning Rookie of the Year this <laughs> yeah. year. For At this sure. rate, yeah, unless the Knicks, if the Knicks made the playoffs, maybe KP would have like a a little advantage. But they're not going to make playoffs either. So yeah, Cat's going to win it. <laughs> but that's the before next though, that's cute yeah okay but before <laughs> before cat started going like absolutely mental though it seemed like it was kind of a tie away and people were saying they would get like the co-rookie of the year like how jason kidd and grant hill got the co like they both got rookie of the year yeah no that'd be sweet that would have been cool but but he's but... pulled away recently he's yeah, pulled away pulled away but yeah kp's averaging 14 points seven boards two blocks and he's shooting 38 from three and he shoots like one or two threes a game I get that. You know, That's if... just comparing the first year stats, though. Okay, first of all, Dirk Nowitzki is not known as like a, a defensive minded player, right? He's just straight offense. Yeah. Okay. And then, Kristaps uh, Porzingis, we know this guy can block shots like crazy. This guy's just fun to watch. Like everything he does is just so like yeah, popping pop blocks to the shots to like everything. When I'm watching this guy play, like I think the one thing he needs to learn is that he does not need to jump. Like if if a player is coming at him. He does not need to jump. He just needs to put his hands up. He just has to stand there, yeah. Yeah. And, like, he's been having a lot of trouble because he keeps getting called for fouls because he keeps, like, jumping, uh, leaving the ground, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I feel like if he can fix that, man... Okay, just as an example, like, when the Knicks played the Clippers on... I think it was Saturday, right? Did you watch that game? The Knicks versus the Clippers? No, I did not watch the game. Okay, so what they were doing is... uh, I think the Knicks were down, like, four... uh, Six points or something, right? 
and yeah. they're in the fourth quarter. And for the first time, I like I don't know what like their coach Kurt, Kurt, Kurt Rambis. I don't know what he was thinking, but for some reason they were feeding Kristaps Porzingis in the post. And there's like three minutes left in the game. They're just feeding him the ball over and over again. So what's wrong with that? That that's a great thing, but I've never seen that happen before. And I didn't. I saw something about this guy that I never even knew that he could do. Man, like DeAndre Jordan was guarding him. Okay, so yeah. first of all, the one good thing about Kristaps, he can make centers. He forces centers to have to come out all the way to the three point line to guard him. Okay. Yeah, and that spaces out the floor. That's huge. Exactly, and especially somebody like DeAndre Jordan bringing him out to the three point line. You know how much that opens it up for everyone else on the team. Yeah, definitely. That, that's one thing that the Knicks do not use because they're stupid. That's one thing they <laughs> use. And then the second thing is this guy was crossing up DeAndre Jordan. Like straight right to left crossover, take it to the cup and dunk it. Like he did that twice. Jesus. But the problem with that game is that they did, I think they fed him five or six times and he had three point blank shots right at the rim and missed all three of them. Like they were, there was nobody there. He would already get rid of DeAndre Jordan, like they'd feed him the ball, like what, like corner free throw line, and he yeah. would just get get to the cup, like it was nothing. Like he's so agile and he's so flexible, like the way he moves with the ball. Man, I mean, a missed shot is a missed shot, but like the fact that he's that, been getting those looks and getting that close, exactly. I mean, potential potential is there for sure. Yeah, and I'm like, yo, you guys waited what 50, 60 games to start like feeding this guy the ball in the post. Yeah, seriously. Oh man, but yeah, that was something the crazy that I saw about him. If you can perfect his game and get good at like getting inside the post i don't even know this guy can be really crazy yeah no knicks definitely have like a they found a gem with um with kp for sure on our uh, twitter at pod crunch time i was having a conversation with um one of our followers sports only talk mm-hmm. at sports only talk if you guys want to check him out he's got the coolest photos all about the nba so he's you know it's a pretty cool channel so check it out um so we were talking and we were talking about mellow so, Chouts, maybe you wanna maybe you wanna chime in on this conversation. What should Mello do once this summer arrives? Should he leave? Should he stay? Considering his condition, considering what he wants, you know, if he says he wants to stay in New York, is he willing to, you know, put the work in, attract free agents, wait maybe another year or two? Yeah. Or if he literally, you know, if he legit wants to win a ring, should he leave to a better contending team? And you know, take he has two years left in his prime. I'd say, yeah, we we I think Probably we agreed two, on three that. Years, yeah. Two two to three years. So is it better to take advantage of those two three years and go somewhere that'll put him in a position to win? What do you think? Both of us, myself and uh, Sports Only Talk, we both talked about it and we thought that it would be better for, for Melo to leave. Mm-hmm. But I have a feeling you're going to think differently. <laughs> okay, well, okay, well, the thing is, he has a no-trade clause in his contract, okay? But although he can, he can waive that whenever, right? If he really, really wanted to leave. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say my response based on what I think Melo thinks, okay? Because I, I watch all of his interviews and people always ask him about this stuff, right? You can yeah. see it on his face that he is not okay with his whole situation in the Knicks right now, okay? So he went. Uh, Phil Jackson actually told the media the other day, two days ago, that Kamal Anthony approached Phil Jackson and he wanted to talk to him because he had a couple questions for Phil Jackson about the Knicks and their future. And okay. he's like, yeah, we talked. And then Carmelo was like, yeah, it was a good conversation. I can't really go into the details about what I asked him. And he, he just had this look on his face that basically told me in a second that he's gone. Like, he's going to leave. You could just see it on his face. Really? Mm-hmm. I think, though, 
why why would you leave before the next season started like before you even find out if you can attract any agents if you can get anybody on the team that can help you even more like no no i think card. i think if he leaves obviously he's gonna leave at the trade deadline the, yeah, yeah 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 for sure yeah. i think that, if, if he realizes that you know there's no hope of another free agent coming yeah i don't think Melo's in a position where he's okay with wasting another year no that's, that's he's way sure. too talented to waste years yeah not make the playoffs um, okay think about this Knowing, okay, of, of course he has a huge ego and he's known to be like a like a phenomenal scorer, right? But imagine Carmelo Anthony as like the third man on your team. Like, just imagine on a, on a championship. Like, imagine. Okay, of, I don't think he'll go to Cleveland, but just imagine if Carmelo Anthony <laughs> went to a team like Cleveland or what a team like what Miami or something like that, where he's like the second or third option. Like, on top of all the threats that you have on your team, and then you have somebody like Carmelo Anthony, just a straight score. He doesn't have to worry about anything else but to score the ball. Imagine Which is what he do. does best. Yeah. Like, I I think that would help other teams a lot. I don't think there's anyone that wouldn't want Melo on their team. And I think, regardless of the team, whether it's Boston, Miami, Chicago, whatever, yeah. I think if Melo is your second or third scorer on your team, I, yeah. think, you're in a, I think you're in a great position. Exactly. He's not, like, no matter how much he tries, like, you, you can see it this year. He's way more of a leader this year. He's making his teammates better. He's passing the ball. But it's just not, like, who he is. You know, like, if you're a player, there's something that, like, defines you, right? What defines Carmelo Anthony? He's a talented, pure scorer. Like, that's what defines him. Definitely, it's, 100%. It's, it's not a bad thing that he's not a leader. He just He just can't, like, lead a team, like, the way people like Chris Paul does or LeBron James does. Yeah. So knowing yeah, no, what no, kind I, of definitely. player he is, he would be the best as a second or third option on a team. Speaking of uh, leading teams, you know who's a pretty good leader right now? Who? Steph Curry. <laughs> Steph Curry is a pretty good leader right now. Yep. He got uh, Western Conference Player of the Week. Western Conference Player of the Week. And yep. Golden State, they're versing the Pelicans right now. And uh, we're recording right now, so we don't we won't know the end score until later tonight yeah. but, but the chances are they're going to beat the pelicans tonight and if they do the golden state warriors will be the first team to 60, 60 wins to the fastest 60 wins oh, in nba history that's unreal the fastest 60 wins in nba history that's ridiculous in the past week alone are you ready for this mm-hmm. in the past week alone steph curry has been shooting 31 points six rebounds six assists Two and a half steals on 51% shooting from the field, 85% shooting from the free throw line, and six threes a game. (laughs) Dude, six threes a game. Summit, he's at 318 threes. Wasn't he just at 300? Like, he was just at 300 last (laughs) time. This score in his sleep? Like, this guy's ridiculous. This guy, I don't even know what to say. Okay, first of all, I was looking up, like, uh, Ray Allen's stats because, as you know, Ray Allen's my all-time favorite shooter, right? Uh, Yeah. So, I'll tell you one thing. Ray Allen played in the NBA for about 18 years, okay? And everybody knows, we all know Ray Allen, okay? One of the most lethal, most craziest three-point specialists that we've ever seen in this NBA up until now when Steph Curry is here. This guy, in his 18-year career... He has shot, he leads the league at 2,973 threes made, okay? Okay. It took 18 years to do that. Say the number again. 2,973. 
2,973 threes. All yeah, right. and that's a lot of threes. Okay, That's a lot of threes. <laughs> a lot yeah. of them came in the playoffs in clutch situations for Boston. Like, even, even when Miami. he was on Seattle. Okay, so... Miami, let's forget Miami. Let's not forget that three. The, oh, yeah. The three, yeah. You know what I'm talking or about. Or the Bosch gets the rebound, gives it to Ray. Bang! The craziest moments in NBA history, for sure. Yeah, if that never happened, they might have not even won the championship that year. That never happened. They could have. LeBron could have left that year. Like yeah. that was the rumor going. Things would have been different. If that shot went, the league could have been so much more different. Exactly. But <laughs> as I was saying, twenty nine seventy three threes in eighteen years. Steph Curry, he's been in the league for five years. He was drafted in 09, right? Yeah. He's at fifteen oh nine one thousand five hundred and nine threes in five years. That's less than a third of how long Ray Allen played. That's insane. And he's already halfway. So at this rate, in 10 years, he will already be at 3,000 threes. He'll already beat Ray Allen five years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So after 10 years of playing in the league, Steph Curry will have made more three-pointers than Ray Allen. One of the greatest shooters in history made in 18 years. And I think he'll beat it because the first couple years of his career, he wasn't even like shooting them how he is now. If he's He wasn't even them, healthy. He wasn't even healthy. Yeah, yeah, so if he's shooting them like how he's shooting them now, he'll probably get there like in three, four years from now. And the rest of the league might be screwed if, if Golden State stays as good as they are for the next couple of years. Yeah. Oh, they just man. have to start giving the trophy to Golden State. It I don't sucks know. for LeBron, man. The Steph Curry just popped out of nowhere, ruined his shine. Man, honestly, LeBron in the past couple couple weeks or so, or a couple games at least for the, for, for Cleveland, yeah. he's been, you know, he's been leading that team pretty well as well. Um, yeah. I don't know if you've heard about this, but the, the Cavs just had like a two-day trip in, or a, a two-game trip in L.A., so... They played the Lakers first, and then they played. Um, yeah, they won the both. Yeah, they won both, and uh, there was a report that came out saying that LeBron told the team not to go out in LA. So like, yeah, not good. To party. That's what like, he needed to do, man. That's crazy. That's that's crazy leadership skills. You're in LA. Obviously, the entire team wants to go out and get loose and party, exactly. and drink. And but LeBron's like, no, this is a business trip. We're here to finish. We're here to take care of business. Afterwards, you can do what you want. See, like, that's what you call a legit leader, man. And the fact that everyone's listening to you, especially that's with J.R. Smith. I'm sure Mello. I'm sure <laughs> J.R. Smith, Smith. Yeah, I'm sure he never listened to Carmelo Anthony. <laughs> Carmelo Anthony <laughs> probably went out with him, man. <laughs> like, Mello was probably like, oh, I can't fix the guy. I'll just join him. Whatever. Yeah, I'll just join him and party with him. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, you know what LeBron was saying to, uh, I just thought of this. You know what LeBron was saying to, uh, to his team during their trip in L.A.? Yeah. You know what he was saying? He was like, please, baby, no more parties in L.A. Please, baby, no more parties in L.A. It's a Kanye song. Tell me you got that. Okay, right. no. <laughs> oh, my I God. Like, I was sitting here and I was like, wait, is this from his new album? <laughs> oh, chance. You said it and I was like, yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Hey, by the way, since we're talking about Cleveland right now. Chat. Yes. <laughs> Continue. Yo, so uh, as I was saying, Channing Fry right now, mm-hmm. uh, he's one hell of an, an addition. Oh Cleveland. yeah, I I didn't think he'd be making an impact that fast. I've been watching the past couple of games, man. When I watch, like, I haven't seen him miss a three yet. Obviously, he has, but I just haven't seen him miss one. Dude, against the Clippers yesterday, they were destroyed. They shot eighteen threes, I think. They made eighteen threes. Yeah, they they had thirteen the game before or some something like that, and they just talked that with eighteen. I seen Jr. Smith Smith shoot some crazy threes like from the corner. Fadeaways from the corner. Yeah, Reddick's like all over him. He still makes it. I couldn't believe it. Actually, I can. I've seen him do that, but it's just crazy. 
and Jalen's the kind of player when he put the shot like that, you're like, oh my god. But when he goes in, it's like, yeah. oh my god. <laughs> like you're the guy. Like it's your reaction goes from one end of the spectrum to the other in a yeah, matter of seconds. Yeah, but then when guy. he misses them, like you just think he's the worst player like of all time. Sometimes it's just like his decision making skills. Mm-hmm. He's so much better. Like LeBron actually makes his like the players around him better, man. And you know, since we're talking about the mental makeup and how some players can be a little, you know, hard to deal with mentally, I think I've solved OKC. <laughs> Not solved, but <laughs> yo, the problem. To be honest, they've actually mm-hmm. been like attempting to pass the ball around in the last yeah, four no, minutes of the fourth quarter. Been trying for sure. Yeah, but what were you saying? But like, I mean, we were talking about this earlier. How OKC's just been like murdered by the past or the past two games i think it was yeah First, they like, lost Minnesota. they lost to timberwolves and then they lost to spurs the next day on the back Rubio! <laughs> yo he's that spaniard him and jose those spaniard assassins yeah this the spaniard the, uh emotionless assassins <laughs> shoot the game winning three walk away like it's nothing, away, it's, nothing. <laughs> it's like um <laughs> it's like you know did you ever watch power rangers no you never watched Power Rangers? I did, but like, I wasn't a fan, like a huge fan, that I knew what was I'm going sure on. I'm sure they do it in other stuff. You know, like, you beat the bad guy, and then there's a big explosion okay, in the background. And the and background. Then, <laughs> you, the explosion, you just walk away. <laughs> but you know who should not be proud? OKC fans. Yeah. OKC don't have a lot to be proud of right now. OKC, I mean, they're killing it right now. I don't know what their record is. I think it's like 40. Oh, wait, no, they just won today. They, they just w- beat Portland. They crushed Portland, Wait, actually. they beat, they had another game today? Yeah, they just killed Portland, uh, 128 to 94. Holy so that's their record at 43 and 22. Okay, so they're what they, they're still ahead yes. of the Clips. Yeah, they're still. Because uh, Clips still... lost yesterday, and then. Are you ready for this? Are you ready for Russell Russell Westbrook's stat line for today? Oh, I heard something about it. What was it? 17 points, 10 rebounds, 16 assists, two steals, one block, dude. one triple double on 63% shooting from the field. But dude. Didn't that wasn't that game blown out in like the first three quarters? Oh, I have no idea. But I don't think he, he even played the fourth quarter, man. That's insane. Because I have Durant on fantasy. The fourth quarter. Yeah, because I have Durant on fantasy, and I was checking it out, and I saw that the game was blown out in the third quarter. He was he had twenty, and he didn't even play the rest of the game. Jesus, yeah, no, I checked Westbrook um, when the game started for my team, and like I saw him get one to the triple double, but I was like, I don't know if he's gonna get it. And if you're right, and they didn't even play the fourth quarter for him to get 17, 10, and 16 in three quarters. Yeah. God. That's just mental. Yo, if he got what? a triple-double today, that means he passed Draymond Green. Oh, really? Yeah, he was tied with Draymond Green for most triple-doubles. Shit. Those two, oh, those two guys are insane, man. I know. They make triple-doubles like look like, I swear to God, just a couple years, like the last couple years, triple-doubles were something that you didn't see a lot, like... Once in a while, LeBron James would get it. Like, I don't even remember who else we used to get triple double. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And that players just get them like they're nothing. Like, yeah, just, like, it's left, cr- right. The, the, oh, like, man, the NBA double. is evolving way too much, man. Talent level is like an, at an all time high right now. It's insane. Yeah. Which is also what I think with the problem with OKC is I think OKC's talent level is like, I mean, since the All Star break, they're 8 and 12. Yeah. Or sorry, they've lost. Sorry, they've lost. Yeah, they've lost 8 of 12. Not eight and twelve, but they've lost eight, eight of twelve. Eight out of games. their twelve. Yeah. Yeah. Um I think their talent level is just like it's crazy high, which is why they've been winning games and why they can still win games. But I think their mental makeup is like that's that's gonna be the difference between 
them winning games and then being a winner you know yeah, like, yeah i know exactly what you mean uh, at the same time it's just a difference between them going to the finals and getting a championship yeah exactly yeah yeah yeah. yeah. i don't even, i don't know if like i don't know how to fix that you it's not like you know you just put a player you you know get a free free agent or something like that no man their team the is stuck, fixed. it's like man. an internal their team is stuck they their have team they have one they of the need. like on paper they have one of the best rosters in the league yeah yeah no i think uh maurice cheeks and them like They've been kind of shorthanded in terms of their coaching staff, which I think might have affected their like mental makeup and stuff like that. But I don't know. I don't know. I feel like the talent is there. The roster is good. I mean, everything seems solid except they for make their you wonder, man. Like, or like, yeah, they make you wonder. You make like, it? when you have such a crazy team like that, like, what are you doing with yourself? Yeah, like, if I mean, if you're KD or if you're Westbrook right now, you're honestly you're thinking to yourself, look at these numbers that I put up. I like, you know, I, I put in 110 percent effort every night, yeah. and we're still that we're in right now i feel like they've like hit a glass ceiling you know like they're so good yeah but they can only be so good like even like you see what westbrook's so, doing right have you seen what katie's been averaging like this last month or more i think katie's been killing it yeah okay. the guy's a scoring machine and he's been putting in work even he's his passing numbers are up too okay. let me tell you this 50 percent from the field 90 percent from the free throw line three three pointers per game 30 points nine rebounds six assists and two blocks all in the month of uh what in the last month yeah see that's gold whether you're talking like fantasy gold or just yeah. like you know having a player like that on your team like it doesn't get a lot better than that yeah i don't know what what they should do to solve their problem i have no idea like i saw i watched them play the spurs and i swear to god durant passed it out in the last two minutes he passed it out he gave it to abaco once he gave it to steven adams once he gave it to waiters once or oh, not waiters someone else and all three of them met. yeah man i don't know i think obviously like you don't want to be selfish but when you're in those tight situations and when you're one of the best players in the world yeah. you just take that on you to to make those plays yourself you know yeah but you know winding down the show i think uh we're gonna end it with um a little bit of fantasy fantasy frenzy for you uh yeah NBA this one, fantasy, fans, this one's NBA fantasy players out there yeah we're gonna we want to warn you guys in advance. The fantasy uh, pool, the waiver wire out there, is uh, it's it's a pretty shallow pool right now. Yeah, there's not a lot of talent on the waiver, um, which you guys probably know because you've probably been suffering the same fate as Robin and I have for the past week or so. Yeah, because the playoffs are but, just starting for us, and there's absolutely nobody. Yeah, there's not a lot of good players. Did I tell you, right Summit, now. what happened? Like, literally, the playoffs started today for us, right? And yeah. two days ago, I had. Okay, first of all, Joel Okafor out for the rest of the season. So I drop him. I pick up Jeremy Grant, okay? And yep. I have... Yep. So I already have Robert Covington on my team as well. So I have those two guys from Philly. Guess what happened? They bumped into each other <laughs> and both of them got a concussion. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> so I lose two players in like one day right before the playoff. Fun. So two players on your team hit each other. Yep. Injured each other. Yep. And now they're both out. Yep. <laughs> Only with you, Robin. Only with you. <laughs> All right. What what can we say? What can we advise these people for what can we what, what kind of advice can we give to the people for for the for fantasy, for the waiver wire? Um we're firstly we're gonna say uh if you if anybody here is looking for a a somewhat ideal pickup for their team. I'm saying somewhat because, you know, the ceiling's not gonna be very high. Yeah. But you know, the chances are there. We're gonna say anybody on Memphis. So anyone on Memphis. Literally, Memphis is paper thin right now. Mm-hmm. I think they probably have like seven or maybe eight guys in the rotation. 
So there's going to be a lot of minutes to go around, which means there's a lot of stats waiting to be had. Yep. So anybody on Memphis, ideally you want to go for somebody like Matt Barnes, um, Tony Allen, Jamichael Green. Those guys have been, you know, showing up recently. Yep. Um, Ray McCollum, he's supposed to be, uh, you know, he uh, had a good first game. Let me like see 13 how he points, did today. Five assists or something like that. He did. Oh, he sucked. He was terrible today. Yeah, he's terrible. But he's still the starting point guard right now. Um, if you guys are looking for. Yeah. Another... So, I mean, he's. Uh... Yeah. So another uh, point guard would probably be Shelvin. I think his name is Shelvin. Shelvin Mack from Utah. Yeah, Shelvin, Shelvin Mack on Utah. He's been he's been looking good lately. Yep. At the half right now, Shelvin Mack has 12 points, five rebounds, three assists, one steal, two threes. Yep. So that's At solid. The half. He had 27 just the other day. So that, yeah. So he's definitely worth a look for you guys. Yep. And then I guess Robin, I don't know if you have a last pick for Fantasy Frenzy, but my last pick, my last pick is um, David Lee on the Mavs right now. Yeah, he's kind of like an under the wire, low low key kind of person. Yeah, we talked about David up. Lee last. Uh, David Lee has been averaging nine points, seven rebounds, one assist, one steal, one block on fifty three percent shooting from the field and eighty three percent from the line. Yeah, and I mean he's only averaging like what twenty minutes a game, something twenty twenty five minutes a game. So mm-hmm. I mean the efficiency and the production value is there. So I think David Lee's worth a look as well. Yeah, what I do don't. Think? I don't think I have anybody else to say to pick up. Uh, actually, if if you really need uh, points and rebounds, Tyson Chandler's been getting a lot of minutes lately. He's been playing about th- like o- over around twenty eight to thirty minutes a game alongside Alex Len as well. So that'd be helpful. Yeah, be warned. Be warned. Tyson Chandler is injury prone as fuck. He yeah. has destroyed the team so many times in the past. Yeah. So and then a, one more piece of advice. Chandler. Yeah. One more piece of advice for this week, because the week is starting today. Do not pick up or try not to have any Lakers players because the Lakers are only playing two games. This yeah, week. true. And for anybody that has Lance Stevenson right now, yeah. including my boy Chowder guy, mm-hmm. Robin, I don't know what to say about Lance. I mean, he's out today, but hopefully he'll be back before the next game. Did you read like the info thing? It was just like this happened so suddenly. I was like, of course, yeah, it's out of nowhere. Lance has been injured. <laughs> yeah. Like, of course, Lance has been injured. Yeah. They got Memphis, I think, has like four games this week. So the pen- potential is there for Lance to have um, some good output. Mm-hmm. So, you know, hold on, Lance fans. All right. Yeah. But, Chad, anything else you want to add on to the show for, nope. for our listeners? I think we covered pretty much everything we could this week. All right. Perfect. You guys are listening to Crunch Time NBA. Thank you for tuning in. We will see you guys in a couple days with a special guest. Yep. So tune in for that. In the meantime, keep balling and uh, have a good night. See you guys.